This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Halos Here with Jen Lang and Jane Stark. And today we have a very special guest with us, Emily Clark, who is going to do her own intro because I think that our guests do their intros the best. So I'm going to hand it over to you briefly to tell us a little bit about the work you do and the magic you bring to this world, and then we'll jump into the combo. Over to you. Oh, very rad. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. My name is Emily Clark. I'm a spiritual guide and anxiety coach. I teach women how to heal their anxiety. Um, and the reason that I'm so passionate about helping women heal their anxiety is because I used to suffer really greatly from it. Um, I talk about anxiety on like a one to 10 scale, 10 being the worst, one being good. I was like a 9.5 daily for years. And I didn't know why there was something off. I just could feel it. Um, and when therapy didn't work for me, I, you know, I basically thought, oh, God, there's something really wrong with me. Um, and uh, so at my lowest, I kind of reached for the most unlikely sector to help me. And that was spirituality. I wasn't raised that way. To this day, if I say God in front of my family, they look at me like I have three head- heads. But um, <laughs> spirituality worked. It worked for me. And uh, after I kind of figured it out, I was like, oh, my God, I need to tell everybody about this. Um, and so I ended up quitting my job, sold my house, broke up with the guy I was with <laughs> and really just went for it. Wow. And um, it's been an incredible ride for the last three and a half, almost four years. And I love it every day. Like, ugh, it's just such a blessing to be able to do what you love and to help other human beings. So, wow, yeah, that's what I did. That's an yeah. awesome intro. Thank you so much. Um, all right. So. I think we want to jump in with some questions and you already answered one of them as in like how long ago did this happen for you and sort of what's been your journey around that. But what was there like a single event or a moment that brought you to this spiritual path that you'd like to maybe share with our audience? Absolutely. I experienced what I think they call an epiphany. Um, And I had experienced an epiphany once when I was 19, which led me to be a radio announcer for all of my 20s. And when I got that same epiphany hit again, when I was 29, um, when I was 30, I was like, okay, I, I know this feeling. I know what this feeling is. I know to go for it. It was almost like someone was behind me pushing. And uh, I'm so glad that I listened to that hun- that hunch. Yeah, hunch. Hunch <laughs> And um, went for it. Yeah. <laughs> Intuitive download, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. Divinely led. Absolutely. Um, so I knew to listen to that and to go for it. And so, yeah, that's when I ended up quitting my job and um, hiring the same business coach that Jane and I had at the same time. Um, and that's really when spirituality came into my, came into my forefront and, And I thought I was using spirituality to like grow my business. Turns out I needed it for like every area in my life and it applied to anxiety Mm -hmm. so well. So, yeah. Yeah. I found a similar journey. Yeah. Emily and I met 
couple, was it two or three years ago now we were in a mastermind together. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat's yeah. to be cleared um, in a business mastermind together. That was so much more than business. So <sighs> yeah, it's been really, really fascinating to follow your journey, even just from the last couple of years when we met. So yeah. going back, you said that you're, you kind of always suffered with anxiety. Like, would you say through your whole life kind of until this place where you had the epiphany or is it, did it, did it start at some point? And my anxiety didn't really kick in until I was 26, 25. I had just gotten married to my ex-husband. I had my dream job. I loved my job. Um, we had a beautiful home. We had lots of money. We, you know, by all accounts from the outside, it looked like we had everything that we needed. Um, but that's when my anxiety started to get started at all. I'd never really experienced anxiety before that. And I, uh, yeah, I didn't, I just thought, I thought I'm just not handling life. Well, like maybe every other adult has lied to me about what life is like, (laughs) (laughs) but I was not handling it. Well, I just was miserable and I felt like I was stuck in my own head and I didn't understand. This was the really big thing for me that I struggled with was I had done what everyone told me to do that would make me happy. Everyone's like, get a job, go to uh, like, go to school, get a job, have a great career, get married, white picket fence, money, you know? Um, and I got there and I was like, this is it. This is all, yeah. this is it. Like, this, this okay, I'm thing. not happy. Right. <laughs> yeah. It sucks this, this so bad. The, the devastation. End. Yeah. The devastation when you do everything right according to someone else's plan and you get to that destination and you're like oh fuck (laughs) yeah this is not what i wanted this is not how it's supposed to feel yeah i can't imagine how many people that could land for and if this is landing for you as a listener (laughs) we'd like to hear from you (laughs) um yeah yeah so okay so interesting it wasn't something you suffered with your whole life necessarily so what so then you go on this journey of kind of realizing, okay, mm-hmm. you know, you said you had a couple of epiphanies. Mm-hmm. How did you heal it? Like, how would you say you've healed it? Spirituality, big piece of it. But if we were to go a little bit deeper yeah. into that. Yeah. So my brand is called Love Your Anxiety because I do teach women how to love their anxiety. I was reading one of the very first spiritual books that I read. Um, it's called uh, Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford. Mm-hmm. My Bible, my Bible. Yeah. Like, I love that book. <laughs> and in it's the funny book, how we it all have says, a book, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I have a couple, but that one was the first one yeah, that I really too. dove into. And, uh, in the book, she says, it will not leave you until you love it. And I was like, Oh, what, how can I love my anxiety? That sounds absolutely ridiculous. I want it to go away. I don't want it. To, I don't want to be nice to it <laughs> and throw through understanding shadow work a little bit better. And really using myself as a guinea pig, because again, I was at rock bottom here. I, it worked, it worked for me. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is incredible. How come people aren't talking about this? Um, And so I also switched, (laughs) once I figured out that that really worked for me, I also switched my business. I was like a female empowerment coach, which was making no money. (laughs) And then when I really narrowed down, (laughs) when I really niched down into helping women heal their anxiety, that's when I started to get traction. I was like, oh my God, this bag of mess that I've just gone through Mm -hmm. could be my message. 
like what Mm -hmm. that is so ass backwards but okay like this is working so keep going well there is that sorry go ahead Jen no I was gonna say there is that as sort of adage we're saying where we teach what we most need Mm mm-hmm and where you also like what you've most needed uh, clearly resonates with plenty of other women in this world and well, probably on men too. And there are coaches for them. And anyway, but that whole thing, like we teach what we most need and you develop it first. And you just have to be a couple of steps ahead of that next person that you can help. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And I feel in like journey, when I'm coaching and when I'm helping other people, I'm also saying it to myself. So yeah, no, yeah. Like, obviously, I'm really good at this stuff because I talk about it all day long. I'm yeah, emphatic about it. Like, I love it. That. Yeah. And so I'm I'm ingesting it as well. So it's super powerful. I know. I've always loved your energy about this and that or around that. Like, it's just, it is, it's, it's infectious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And your message, right? Yeah. Like, like you said, your initial reaction of how can anyone love their anxiety? It's like, go follow Emily. On, yeah. You're on Instagram <laughs> as love your anxiety, right? That's yes. your handle? Yep. Yeah. Because um, it is just, you're just, she's always smiling. She's always like just looking at the bright side. The, it's awesome. Um, I'm curious too, when in through that journey and the learning to love your anxiety and reading books, were there other tools or other things that you used? Was there, you know, forms of therapy or, you know, we did the mastermind together. That was a little bit more business that, as you say, turns into life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, were there other tools, energy healing, that kind of thing that you found really supported your journey? Initially, it was just the shadow work. Uh, but then as I started to branch out and read other books that were uh, supportive of shadow work, I read uh, books by Marion Williamson, A Return to Love, which another Bible, like, <laughs> um, you know, and then I actually bought A Course in Miracles, which uh, A Return to Love is based off the principles of A Course in Miracles. And so I started reading that. And I, I read so much in my first year and a half. And I had never read books before. I hated reading. But when I found something so cliche, you'll like it when you find something that you read. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I started reading spiritual books, I was a nut about it. I would have to set timers. <laughs> I'd be like, I can only read for one hour today. That's it, Emily. That's all you get. Because uh, in the beginning, I would love to sit there when I had no clients. I would sit there and I would just like read all day long. Um, but books were incredibly helpful to me. Um, it, it, it was a combination of like the shadow work and then also understanding uh, energy around basically opening up your heart and oh and feminine energy yeah. understanding feminine and masculine energy understanding a woman's heart understanding shadow work those three things come to mind right away because they have been so impactful and continue to be so impactful in my own healing journey and my everyday life so for our listeners, maybe who don't necessarily know as much about feminine masculine energy and, and maybe in context of what you're saying, could you quickly explain that? Um, so everything on the planet is feminine or masculine energy. Uh, it applies to human beings. It applies to languages. It applies to different parts of the planet. Um, and uh, it's not necessarily attached to the gender that you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some some males will embody more feminine energy and some women will embody more masculine energy. It's pretty, pretty rare, but it does happen. Um, So for me, myself, my core essence is feminine energy. And the way that I know that is because I love movement. I love the water. For the masculine energy, they're going to want stillness. They're going to love living in the forest, which obviously my husband loves. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be there. I love the forest. (laughs) 
I know. Yeah. I was like, we can live in the forest, but I need a river. I need a stream. I need something. And so we did get that. So that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) And um, so it's really important to understand your core essence of energy, whether it be feminine or masculine, because that's going to dictate how much energy you have, what you want your surroundings to look like, how many hours a day you work, Mm -hmm. um, your leisure activity. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because my core essence is feminine, I feel it so much in my body when I spend too much time in my masculine energy. And especially for us entrepreneurs, it's so Mm -hmm. easy to work longer than your body wants to. And so just understanding not to spend too much time on my masculine energy or to be very intentional about it, that also helped me heal my anxiety. And I also teach that inside my program. So it's, it's, it's so important. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's a really good point. How much and masculine and feminine energies play into anxiety. And I could imagine, I know for me as well, I'm a core feminine energy Mm -hmm. um, person but when I'm too in my masculine, anxiety ramps up. Same. Interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, what about for totally. you, Jen? Because Jen, it's interesting. Jen and I, especially as we started working closer together and getting to know each other, she's got more of the masculine energy than I am. Like if you look at our kind of friendship and partnership, she's got more masculine. I'm more feminine. But yeah. So I'd be curious, Jen, how that how that is for you. That's interesting. I haven't done any like online quiz or test. I would say. I was definitely brought up with some core masculine energy around the drive. And like both my parents are busy, active people. So it was definitely always in action. I'd say lately I've been embracing more feminine energy. Although there was a whole period in my 20s where I I wore dresses all the time. And it's not it's not like, but I was I think I was doing that to embrace that feminine energy because I was so entrenched in the masculine drive. So now, actually, ironically, I think I have far fewer addresses, uh, but I still honor that masculine drive and that energy. You know, I have a black belt in karate and I ride a motorcycle, but I also have a beautiful blue classic car and I love more drapery clothing. So it's, I've definitely found more of a balance in that. I would still say my core essence would lean towards masculine, but I've got a good healthy dose balance of the feminine now. Nice. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It does. However, I do notice that Jane's because uh, we've talked about human design before as well. And we I Jane and I are both projectors. And so that's where we both have our really like we find our similar energies and we help each other support each other through that projector piece. And so we're just we're we're not meant to work the crazy long hours. And I went for years actually getting quite sick, um, you know, sinusitis three times in six months. And never once did my doctor say, um, did you look at your lifestyle? It was more, and so the, finally the third time I went to the naturopath and then they had the conversation with me about lifestyle. I'm like, oh, what do you mean? I can't like party until 2 a.m. and then get up at seven and go to university all day. Like, <laughs> right? And uh, yeah, and even, it's funny, like I've never really been a huge party or in terms of like consuming alcohol. Yes, I enjoy it, but it wasn't like, I wouldn't say I was, I people drank a shitload more than I did. And so it wasn't necessarily just the alcohol piece. It it was definitely like being busy all the time, not honoring my body's need for rest and replenishment. And especially now as the projector piece, I understand. It's like, why would I stay on the computer until 10 p.m. when I can log off, sit down with a good book and enjoy myself? 
Like you spoke my language when you talked about books. I was like, oh, you have no idea what's like on the little reading table beside me. <laughs> Jane's seen it. <laughs> There's like 15 different books that I dance in and out of all the time. So that yeah. sounds so divine as you are so aware of your lifestyle. I think that that's, I mean, obviously in the last 15 months, that's become so important. So that's mm-hmm. so cool. I think so many people live in, um, not necessarily denial, but similar to what you experienced earlier on in your life, Emily, around that living the dream, quote unquote, or the being living the dream that others have sold to you mm-hmm. and taking that on. And I would say that that's something that I've never really ascribed to. I've always ascribed to doing different things. And but how many people have the courage or tenacity to try those different things that they really wish they wanted to do? And as a consequence, they don't try it. So they're denying a part of themselves and their body or their life develops anxiety because they're denying that core essence part of themselves. And then, yeah, right? So then they go to the doctor, they're like, here, take this anxiety medication, but it never doesn't doesn't necessarily solve the problem because they're still denying that part of themselves that's seeking expression. Yes. Okay, so we're done here, right? I'm good. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I took your wind out of your sails. I'm so sorry. I'm sure you have lots more to say though. (laughs) No, no, no. That's like, that's, I couldn't have said it better. It's exactly the formula that, that so many people fall into. Um, I, you know, and it's, it's now that I'm on the other side of the healing journey or that particular part of my healing journey. Um, it's devastating to watch people suffer. Um, when you know that there's so many different options for them and, uh, you know, you're not really who you are when you're anxious, you're just not, you're the closest to who you are when you're happy. So why, when you're feeling good, so how can we get you there? Yeah. 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 So I be, I'm curious. So Jen and I have started talking a fair bit about the, the concept of radical responsibility or own your shit. We're kind of using those two uh, terms interchangeably. And I feel like that is very applicable to what we're talking about today, to your story, to my, I've shared about, you know, my story and how I feel that that's been that's been a big piece of my um, journey in turning my life around, also lowering my anxiety. How would you, how does that land for you? What does that um, bring up for you and how would you assimilate it? I'm a big fan of personal responsibility. I think there is so much more personal responsibility that can be taken on by individuals on the planet. Mm-hmm. It's actually a little bit scary when you look at like YouTube comments or Instagram troll oh. comments and you're like, right. Oh my God. Like, no, like you need to take responsibility for the fact that something just triggers you. Like that is on started. you. Like yeah. 1000 fucking percent. Do not come into my living room and tell me that my carpet triggers you. And somehow I'm the bad person in this conversation. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Like, because that's what's happening. That's what's happening. And it's an even scarier conversation about the lack of empathy that people have for each other. And you can't have empathy for other people if you don't even have empathy for yourself. And so when we talk about taking personal responsibility, which I'm a huge fan, like radical responsibility, that is what I do for myself. Literally anything that I manifest in my life, I'm like, okay, I did this. Okay. (laughs) How did I create this? Yeah. Yeah, Good. Mm -hmm. Oh more so bad when that stuff happens. I'm like, okay, okay. I screwed up. (laughs) What did I do here? (laughs) How did I, how did I manifest this? Um, and how can it serve me and how can it help me heal essentially and release fear from my being? 
Um, so I definitely take radical responsibility for my emotions. And I think even in our romantic relationships, like relieving our partner of being the person who needs to uh, complete us or to make us feel a certain way, like Abraham Hicks talks about the fact, like, mm. you like me, you want to get married? That's cool. I'm happy either way. Like, you are not responsible for my, my happiness. And, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that it's uh, going to become a much bigger conversation around taking responsibility for our emotions. Um, oh, that is such a big one, right? The, fe- yeah. the feelings piece and just taking responsibility for our emotions, owning that we're feeling a certain way and not judging it. And, and not... It. Really not diffusing that on anybody else in the sense mm-hmm. that you made me feel this way. No, mm-hmm. actually, you're feeling that way for a certain reason, because something I said triggered something in you or woke, mm-hmm. tweaked something in you. Mm-hmm. So you're responsible yeah. for your feelings. I'm not responsible for making you feel a certain way. And that's such yeah. a huge, like, people have so, so, even some of my clients, I'm like, no, 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 this, this is yours. Most yeah. of the clients I work like, with are fairly aware, but it's it's definitely every once in a while, I'm like, think about that. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. It, I mean, everything. Right? What role do you want to play? Like, mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead, Emily. No, no, continue. That's, I'm, I like that. Well, just it just makes me think of, you know, I know for a long time, I'd say in my life, I probably chose to play more of a victim um, when I look back and, and start to own that. And, and that's, you know, especially in the last five or so years, Finally, some I had that again, that epiphany or that moment, that little bit of a light bulb that was like, ah, if I actually choose not to play that, or if I choose to own this, then I actually have the power to change it. But if I yes, don't mm-hmm. take that choice, then I'm handing my power over to others. And bingo. I don't know what the key is for that switch for people. I mean, mine came through my health journey, right? That was the mm-hmm. very first place that I started to see that, okay. I've got these things. I don't feel good. Doctors aren't really able to give me any answers or any, any answers that feel good or that I like, you know, other than, Hey, here's a prescription that may not work. Um, and so it started, that was my intro into it to being like, Oh, it's my body. I'm the one that's going to suffer. No one else is going to really actually, not that they're not going to care, but not to the extent that I do. (laughs) So I need to start taking responsibility for this and continue to seek and, And then that kind of like you talked about with, um, you mentioned something earlier with spirituality, how you thought you were doing it for your business, but it actually, you know, I thought I was just doing it for my health, but now it's become my whole life. Right. And looking at it, how that plays out in my relationships, Mm -hmm. how that plays out in my career, how that plays out in my health, all the places. So, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. So I have a question because we've thrown about this term spirituality and Jane and I do talk yeah. about this a, a lot, but what does, what does that word mean to you on a day-to-day basis? So what sort of practices and pieces do you put into place that encompass this, this overall term for spirituality for you? I, the, the feeling and the description that most resonates with me is not only the spirit inside of me, whatever energy is inside of me, also the energy outside of me. And so when I think about like my spirit or God or source or angels or universe, whatever you like to call it, in my opinion, all the same energy, what is the connection not only to my spirit, but also to the spirit that everyone refers to as universe, God, source, angels, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's how, that's what resonates with me. 
Um, I also feel much more connected to the universe source God angels when I think about it that way, because really there's no place where my spirit ends and someone else starts like consciousness is just one big thing. Mm -hmm. And so the activities that I, um, you know, participate daily in that cultivate that spirit, that connection with myself, meditation. Oh man, I love meditation and I love journaling. And those two for me are the big, big ones that I do five days a week, at least sometimes life happens, whatever, you know, no judgment, Mm -hmm. but um, I really, the time that I sit down to meditate is probably my most sacred time of the day because I am connecting not only with my highest self, but also with God. I use the word God. um, And it's such a special time. It's like, um, yeah. Like when we talk about like the heart, my heart totally opens up. I can feel it. The second that that happens, there's a physical shift in my body where I can feel, it's almost like the care bear, like (laughs) love just starts coming out. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. I try to, I try to connect into that feeling, um, you know, as much as I can, if I'm dancing while I'm, you know, doing something for work or, you know, I just want to take whatever a minute to sing my favorite song before I hop into a call or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just getting into that feeling for me, that space that, um, it just, it feels good, dude. It just feels good. And I deserve to feel good. So yeah. Oh, we all is, deserve um, to feel good. Are you good. open to sharing a little bit about what your meditation practice looks like? Yes, absolutely. So I have created like a meditation. I like to call it a Zen den. So I like to have, you know, my crystals out and my oils and meditation beads and um, comfortable pillows, lots of blankets, um, kind of like a Moroccan vibe, if you will. And I like to, yeah, I just like to put on noise counseling or sound um, canceling headphones and give myself, you know, I'll max out at 20 minutes, but because it doesn't really take me that long to get through my meditation, but I will just sit there and listen to like spa music or energy healing music. And um, I just basically repeat my mantras that I live by. Um, And it's fun because when I teach meditation, I teach the girls like, Hey, you don't have to listen to like a guided meditation. If you don't want to like all the things that we're talking about, the things that you want to create, the healing that you want to experience say it in your meditation, like just, Mm -hmm. you know, Hey, I'm safe today. I'm safe in my body. I'm safe to feel my feelings Mm -hmm. and everything is going to work out perfectly for me and everybody involved. And so those are the kind of things that I say in my meditation, um, that again, just really open up my heart and just, it just feels so heavenly. That's what it feels like. I love it. I love it. I had a uh, heart opening moment today actually earlier with a client I was working, I use the, um, the medium of music and poetry to work with some of my clients for voice and expression. And so we've been working through some French poetry, which is this beautiful, gorgeous, um, is such a beautiful lyric language. And especially like lyric diction in French is so flowing. And so we've been doing some fun exercises, like imagine you're singing through a little tube and all this kind of stuff, because French is very forward at the front of the mouth. So to bring our broad Anglophone accent in, we bring it in. So then today she's like, I just don't understand the words. I'm like, okay, well, will it help you if I sing or speak the words with the song? So I played the song and then I realized that it was just this piece that moves me on such a deep level. And I just, my heart opened and like the tears flowed and it's a poem uh, by Paul Verlaine and the song is called L'Heure Exquise, The Exquisite Hour. 
and uh, the composer, that Ronaldo Hahn, he he didn't write too many songs, but he he has this beautiful way of working with the music and just the way he sets the song. I'll put our reference to it in the show notes. But it, it's just this magical moment where they talk, they talk about like the moonlight on a on a pond and the stars in the sky and this this exquisite hour in the middle of the night, you know, when nobody's awake. But that heart opening moment was a meditation in and of itself, which I think we all deserve. There's so many different ways to meditate and to find the sacred inside ourselves and allow it to come forth because we dampen it down so often. Yes. Society tells us to, to deafen that, yeah. especially with women and their intuition. Oh my God. If another person mm-hmm. tells me not to listen to my intuition, I'll smack them. Like <laughs> get out of my way. Watch out. Emily's coming for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my intuition is coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hop on. We'll make it a party. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't condone violence. So no, pardon me. I need to yield. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's so funny. Jane, do another question. I don't I always know. have questions. Yeah, um, you do. <laughs> She's great. I'm curious about, so you work, you have your anxiety Academy, which maybe before I ask my next question, why don't I let you um, share a bit about what that is? Yeah, so Anxiety Academy is the program that I created after working with women one-on-one. I started to just like notice some patterns and I was like, okay, after she does this, she's probably going to feel like this. So we need to address that. So what I started noticing was uh, like writing, I was just writing down like the patterns and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, we've got like, there's like a 12 step system pretty much that I can take someone through and they will have essentially everything that they need to heal their own anxiety and become their own healer. And, um, and so once I kind of figured that out, I kind of like built my program like on the fly. I was like, okay, so this is where they're at this month. Okay. We need to make sure that next month they have this, this, and this. And so it came together organically, which I'm so grateful for. And isn't that always so annoying when you hear people say that? You're like, I just came together. And it's like, no, you're actually in alignment. And everything that you've done up until this point has come together in the most perfect way for you. And so I, uh, yeah, I put the program together because uh, helping people one-on-one, you really actually do a lot of the work. And I didn't want to do a lot of the work. And I also just wanted to service a lot more people. And so group as opposed to one-on-one just worked really better. Can Uh, I just say something about that? Sorry, because what just popped into my head when you said that comes back to the radical responsibility. You just Mm -hmm. gave me that little download, right? Like you're doing most of the work in one-to-one, then they're not taking responsibility for their own healing. Sorry. that just Yeah. You're so right. I never thought about it that way. Uh, yeah, you're so right, Jane. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyway, so we just, I, I put the program together and it was like a 12 week thing. And then it turned into like a four month thing. And actually just in the last launch, we've actually turned it into a forever thing. Um, and so, awesome. you know, you get to learn the tools and have the support in a really tight community of like 10, maybe 15 women. And then after that, you go into the community of the rest of the women who have done Anxiety Academy and continue your journey there with the same support that we offer in the program. Um, and so it's it's so much fun to watch these women go through the steps and, oh my God, this is my favorite modular. Oh my God, this is the one that really helped me. And it's just really amazing oh. to see wow. to see that come together. So you work with women I'm curious yes. what your take is on anxiety in men and where 
that lands or if you have any insight on that, just more out of curiosity um, and just a conversation yeah. where, because anxiety does tend to be something that you hear more about with women, but it's got to affect men. And well, it does. Eh? It does. I mean, when we think about suffering, um, I'm, I, I'm reading a book right now called Four Agreements and it says in it, the only reason that humans suffer is because of their own beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so um, I believe that women struggle uh, more with anxiety just because right now I think we live in a society that demands women to spend more time in their masculine energy. Their feminine energy has been suppressed for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I think keeping up and being the hostess with the mostest and yeah, I bounced back from my pregnancy in three months. I look totally way better than I did before. Like all of that bullshit yep. that we're fed. I think it really just grinds us down because the feminine energy gives zero fucks about that. The feminine energy is just so happy to be here and so happy to love. There is no agenda. She's just going with the flow, like whatever happens. Okay, cool. That's great. Um, But we live in such a masculine dominant society. um, And, and I think that that wears on women more than it does men. Yeah. And um, that's a really, yeah. Perfect example. That answer perfect example yeah. is the recent uh, fine for the Norwegian women's uh, volleyball team oh. With, oh my God. For, for wearing shorts rather than bikini bottoms. I was like, what? What? <laughs> it's 2021. Or, get- or all the athletes pulling out. It's all women right now. Yeah. Mental pulling health. Out yeah. Of- How about mm-hmm. mental you health. get sent home from high school if your shoulders are, are exactly. covered, but if you wear shorts at the Olympics, they, they fine you. What kind of fuckery <laughs> is that? Like, I'm not- the best enough. question oh ever. Oh my God. I can feel this just going like, we're like, yep. yeah. <sighs> Oh my God. Three women fired up. Yep, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I feel like, right at home, by the way. Like we said, we're coming. We're coming for you, world. Watch out. Exactly. <laughs> Get well, on. In the, most, what in the most loving, did. compassionate way. Yes. Yes, exactly. But that's what 2020 did. 20 flipped the energy on the planet from masculine to feminine energy yeah. and look at the chaos that has ensued. Um, <laughs> you know, spirituality and healing is mm-hmm. not fun. It's not cute. It's not rainbows and butterflies. Oh, There's yeah. so much destruction and sadness that happens in healing. Um, Crumbling. But I think Which that, I think uh, that's an interesting one too, because there is an element where I think some people fear it because of that. Yes. I, I've had mm-hmm. I've had people say that to me, like they, they feel pulled to it and they're like, I just, it's just gonna be too painful. And then you pick your poison. What's more right. painful for you to live a life that's unfulfilling and a life that doesn't support you or, uh, you know, a life where you go for it. I mean, if you don't do it in this lifetime, you're going to have to do it next time. So mm-hmm. it's totally up to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And what's, um, you know, there's the Michael Bernard Beckwith quote, right? The pain will push you until the vision pulls you. Pleasure pulls you. Pleasure pulls you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So- yeah. But like, oh. it's interesting because I was thinking about a couple, I, I was, like I said, the first six months that we moved into the forest were really hard for me. And I remember watching old videos of me before I had my spiritual awakening. And there was a part of me that really ached for that. Um, <laughs> innocence? innocence? Naivete? Yeah, it, was, 
Yeah, being naive, I just, I didn't know. I didn't know that my ego was running the show. I didn't know that I was using my body to get attention from men mm-hmm. because I really didn't feel like I was enough. I didn't know all of that. And from the videos, it looks like I'm having a fucking great time. And there is a part of me that was like, oh, I wonder if I'll ever be like that again. Because once you become aware, you're like, nope, you can't do that anymore, Emily. Or nope, <laughs> you can't behave that way anymore. And so there is a certain bliss to not knowing, right? Ignorance is 100%, bliss. but there is. Yeah. But the planet but at the same needs time, it's so and to feel un, that unfulfilled feeling. Yeah. It's also oh. so not like it's I am I think we've probably all been there at certain points. Yeah. I know I've been there mm-hmm. and it's also I'm like I wouldn't take it back. I wouldn't go back there. I wouldn't take the no. ignorance to feel that that lack no. of joy and fulfillment. I think you had that's and an opportunity also- to to thank it for what it was and for what it brought you and then like, enjoy and really embody the gratitude for where you are now and what it's bringing you and how it's moving the world forward in a new and different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that we like the human race is evolving and it's again, look at what's happening. It's very destructive, it's very painful, it's sad. Yeah. Not all of us are going to make it. We'll just have to continue on for the next lifetime. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think the healing that really needs to happen is the human being stuck in a fearful mindset and a fearful way of thinking and yeah. moving and transitioning and healing to the point where it's a loving mindset. Can you imagine living in a world where it was like, oh, that happened. That's okay. It's okay. Like, you know you'll get the next download and everything will be fine. You're enough. You're lovable. You're safe. Can you imagine living in such a euphoric space where fear is not the driver, the main driver? Yeah. 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 I think we're trying to get there. I don't know how long it's going to take, but <laughs> no. I guess we'll wait and see. The faster we come on, more of us come online, the faster it'll happen. Yes, true. absolutely. It's true. So is there um i sense that jane has another question but i want to go ahead i want to ask like is there a sort of a key takeaway that you would like to leave our listeners with around this conversation question (laughs) (laughs) we share around like the healing one the healing the anxiety piece yeah you are more in control than you know and all of the pain that you are feeling and all of the suffering that you are experiencing is actually trying to point you in the right direction. And the more that you uncover the stories and the spells and the agreements that you never agree to, once you let those go, um, you will get to be you. You will get to be why you're here. There is a reason why you're here. And healing has such a beautiful ripple effect that we could never... Mm-hmm. Uh, make seem linear but um you know it's just trying to teach i say that to my students your anxiety is just trying to teach you a lesson learn the lesson anxiety goes away mm-hmm. and once yeah. i healed the yeah. wound of i'm not enough oh bitch watch out like <laughs> there is there is nothing more dangerous than a woman who believes in herself and um i continuously work on that every day and um and the idea that we are not safe yeah the idea that we're not safe in our body is absolute ludicrous. We have been fed it for far too long and yeah. we need to normalize healing. Thank you so much for sharing that. It, it's yeah. such an important message. It's super powerful. It's. I would it's, love... Oh, sorry, Jen. Go no, ahead. no, go ahead. No, nope, go ahead. Go. Okay, go. I was going to say... I changed directions. So. Okay, I was just going to wrap up, not wrap up this, this like thing before you change direction, but 
say that 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 really nothing more powerful it's not even more dangerous it's nothing more powerful and transformative the woman than a woman who owns her power and her integrity and brings that to the world it's it's dangerous because it's disruptive but it's not dangerous because because it's actually what it's it is meant to be. It's not dangerous because it's unsafe. It's dangerous yeah. to the masculine. Yeah, the masculine energy is incredibly insecure. That's the only reason that they've pushed the feminine energy down for so many thousands so of long. years. Yeah, it takes a very strong and courageous man. It takes a an integral man to um, to understand the shift that's happening. Also, women need to take responsibility for not being so toxic. Like, I don't need a man. Yeah. I need a manicure. Um, that's so toxic. Yeah. You know, like that's not the solution. It's, exactly, exactly. And I, I catch myself sometimes um, wanting to engage the ego and be very, uh, very, um, uh, like, uh, yeah, masculine about it because the feminine energy would never attack. She's no grudge, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, I am the fucking shit. And I'm like, <laughs> I am exactly. Um, I was just going to change the direction to kind of oh, yeah. a little bit of play and see oh, oh, yes. kind of for, like to wrap up for the last few minutes here. If you're down to do a little bit of rapid fire type uh, question yes. stuff. What do you think, Jen? Oh yeah. Let's do it. I just know Emily's got good. Do you have them answers. in front of you? Mm-hmm. I do. I awesome. Do. Okay. I'm excited. Uh, one of the other things, and Jen alluded to this, a little bit of her inner rebel stuff um, with her motorcycle and her black belt. How would you say your inner rebel expresses itself, Emily? By not giving a shit, by being very um, <laughs> unapologetic. Yeah, by being very unapologetic. I don't need your permission, but get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> That's my rebel. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Powerful. Okay. Uh, text or talk? Like phone or text? The old me would say text. The new me says talk because it's all about connection and spending quality time together. Nice. Cool. Planes, trains, or automobiles? Oh, planes. Oh, yeah. Get me up 35,000 feet. I love it. Nice. Uh, what's your favorite way to lift your mood? Meditation or just putting on a really good song. Beautiful. Okay. Last one. Consciousness is? A vibe, an energy. And as you say that to me, I can feel like full body goosebumps. I just it's got the an same energy. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an energy and we're all we're all tapped in. It's almost like the, oh God, I'm going to, no, I'm not. Star Trek, when they talk about the Borg, I Star dated Trek. a nerd for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> where they talk about the Borg. The Borg. <laughs> and how everything, like literally all of the drones are connected into that. Uh, unit, thing. unit. Unit, Yeah. And I think we are all, you know, connected. And there's, like I said before, there's nowhere where your consciousness stops and mine starts. We're all the same. Um, And yeah, it's interesting how we can't really quantify it. The human part of us wants to quantify it and Mm -hmm. make it linear and just so. But when we let go of that, it's like, oh my God. There's something kind of magical to me about that. The fact that we can't, but... Mm -hmm. The fact that we can't, but yet our bodies can get goosebumps or certain things and you can feel yeah. energy move through when you get to that place of being that in touch with yourself and recognizing that that's what it is. It's fucking magical. It is. I think the, the mind wants to quantify it, but the rest of us knows that it can't be. And so we just have to come to that level of acceptance that it can't be quantified. It is what it is. It's like having the knowing when you have that knowing and you can't 
quote unquote, justify it because your mind wants to justify it or somebody else is looking for that justification. And it's simply the knowing, the gift, yeah. the sight, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Amazing. There's a, go ahead. So Emily, where's a really, good oh, I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. sorry. I was just going to say, there's a really good book called the way of the, Intu- or the intuitive way by Penny Pierce. And she talks about the knowing and she talks about how the masculine energy wants to quantify and wants to say, well, why do you think that? Or why, you know, it's, it's to the masculine energy. It's not good enough to just go off that feeling. But, and I was met with that a ton when I started my business, I like quit my job and had no idea how I was going to make money. I was like, I just got to do this. And so many humans in my life were like, you're crazy. You should really think about this. And I was like, nope, got it. It's a feeling I'm fine. And turns out I was fine. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's an interesting piece of the consciousness and the intuitive sense that women have. Yes, totally. Similar, similar story here. So where can people find you, Emily, if they want to learn more about what you do and how to work with you? Um, The best place to find me is probably my website, just emilyclark.com. And it's Emily with an IE, right? It is the French way. And Clark has an E on it as well, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, so then you can find me there. And from there, you can find all of my social media links and communities and podcasts and stuff like that. And we will link all that up in our show notes. Yes. Yeah, that'll be in the show notes. Your Anxiety Academy, is that open? How does that work for people? Yes. So we take in students typically every four months. Uh, We we keep it in a tight group of 10 to 15 women. um, And I teach you step-by-step how to heal your anxiety the way that I did. And um, and you also get support along the way. So you don't have to do it on your own. We have calls and support. And um, so, yeah, it's a beautiful community women healing event that happens every four months. So... Fantastic. Thank you so much, Emily. It's been so delightful to have you joining Jane and I for this beautiful conscious conversation, conscious convo. And I look forward to having you as a guest sometime again in the future. I think it'd be really great to pick up this conversation oh, yeah. and Lots dig a little deeper. Hope so. Go into for sure, yeah. hey? Yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. Thank you so much, ladies. You Thank rock. You Thank so you so much. Thanks. Have an awesome day, everybody. Take Bye. good care. Bye. Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.